Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is my pleasure to welcome you back to Foodies Never Say Die. It has been a long time uh, since we have thrown out one of these episodes, but hopefully you have been enjoying uh, the newly Drunken Thumb Wars, uh, the Jimmy Bagode episodes um, that we've been put out in, that we've been put out recently. Um, you can tell by the sound of my voice. Yes, I have been drinking. Uh, we all have been drinking, uh, and by all of us, I mean I am joined by the one and only Jimmy Bag of Donuts and the one and only Red Drunken Thumb, um, fellas. Um, I'll get to you individually in just a second. Uh, we had just finished another episode of the Drunken Thumb Wars between me and the Drunken Thumb himself. We went head-to-head against Hot Dog versus Hamburger, so look out for that episode very soon. Um, it was it was, it was was a well-argued debate. Um, you'll, you'll listen to it, and, and you find out, uh, and you just let us know what uh, who you thought was the winner, the Hot Dogs or the Hamburgers or me or the Drunken Thumb. But before we continue on with our conversation here on Foodies Never Say Die, let me introduce you once again, the Drunken Thumb. B, how are you doing, and what are you drinking? Travis, I am doing pretty well this evening. I actually decided to go ahead and make myself a cocktail for this co- for this podcast. I made Ooh. myself a, a bocce ball, which is amaretto, vodka, and orange juice. I did it in honor of the late, great Paulie Walnuts, who passed away this past weekend. If you don't know, he was a longtime fan of the Foodies Never Day podcast. He never missed an episode, and he was a big, huge fan. So I'm going to unofficially name this podcast in his honor and drink a bocce ball in his name. So here's to you, Paulie Walnuts. We will never forget you. Who's off? Um, in the moment of Paulie Walnuts, uh, moving on to Bag of Donuts. Jimmy, how are you doing, and what are you drinking? I'm super. Thanks for asking. I am drinking an Adroit Theory, The Devil in You, which is a quadruple IPA, coming in at 11.5%. It's actually, for like, typically I like my IPAs around the, the double, you know, variety. I like, I like that. So for a quadruple, it's fairly mellow. And I, I, don't, I don't know why it's as mellow as maybe it's because I had a couple of non IPAs beforehand that maybe something's being masked, but to me, it seems fairly mellow and not very hoppy. It's the hops are there, but like I was expecting it really to be like overly hoppy in my face. I could feel it in my nose kind of a thing. And it's really more so an at like not necessarily an afterthought, but like, I'm not really like it's there, but I wanted it to be a punch in the face, not so much a a tickle on the on the uh, the throat. All right, um, fair enough. Can't say anything about that. Uh, I'm just putting in some notes here as we go along. I am drinking. Uh, I do believe Jimmy, you you gave me this beer um, from Ghost Brewing Company. The Caramel Coffee Cake Pastry Stout. Good luck. Coming at a 6.5%. Good uh, luck. That's all I'm going to tell you on that specific beer. 
Is it coffee yeah. cake? Because I love me a good coffee cake. I love me some good coffee right, cake. I'm going to just watch his reaction. All right, here we go. Fuck yep. Me. <laughs> yep. Fuck me. A little Fuck sour, me. isn't it? <laughs> not, no. Coffee cake should not be sour. Oh, it's tart. I find zero tartness in this. Really? I had it. It was so sour. It was, I don't, I don't. Um, I don't find it as as stouty. Like it's it's a nice mellow, clean, stout like flavor where you know you have the some of the Irish dries or or you know um, some just over just way too stouty and thick and rich. This one has a nice clean stout flavor, and then on that back end, that coffee cake like that Drake's coffee cake. I got like none of that. It's in the back, and that's that's why I said fuck me. Because uh, that's what lingered. I got zero. I don't know what you had, or maybe you had a bad can. I think I did because it was so sour. It was oh, like I had zero sourness. This is this is a six and a half, and like as a as a crushable stout as you can get, in my opinion. So like Wait, when I not. when I Sorry. drank that, it was it was it was like a lactose sour, and I got none of the coffee cake, and it was just like something spoiled in the can. There's the sour. Oh, you got it. And I was like, no, no, this is not right. I got a second dose of it. It's not off-putting, but there's a sugary, soury. I I felt decadent. Like, that's how I felt. And I was like, no, no, no. It is almost decadent bad. Um, Let's let's give it a third third go. (laughs) So, yeah, so now it's Soury. Wow, that sucks. It should not be sour at all. Um, it and it, and it's a shame because they put out so many good beers, and it was just yeah. like no, yeah. no. Now, now it's dipping. Now to the, the first sip was glorious. That second one was hesitant. Third one was slightly off-putting. Um, but we'll see as as I continue to drink it. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But I don't know. That's that's one of those things we're gonna we're gonna have to find out. And, See what happens, but nevertheless, let's continue on with our lovely episode for our guests far and wide. Jimmy Baggy Donuts. The July Fourth um, holiday has just passed. Um, it's been a while since we've uh, been actually on the podcast talking about just random um, fun stuff, other than our debates and whatnot. But what have you done? Um, how was your July Fourth? What did you do? What did you experience? What did you see? All that kind of stuff. So, before I go into July 4th, I'm going to bring up uh, June 30th. We had the pleasure of seeing Fogging Molly, Pier 17, New York City, with the Interrupters. And it was Travis's first go around with the Interrupters, to which he told me to go fuck myself. (laughs) Really hard in the face. Because he never heard of them, and once he had heard of them, wow. I have not li- I have not stopped listening then since I saw them. Literally every single day, I have listened to at least four or five songs. I don't blame you. Yeah, but I bring that up because I want to bring up uh, Jeremy's Ale House, just because what was it? Sixty four ounces of pure PBR goodness. Yes. In the face, Let's delicious. Eleven dollars. Um. Eleven dollars. 
it was it was wonderful. I mean, for anyone who enjoys PBR, that was definitely worth it. The atmosphere itself. I mean, if you're down by the pier, to me, you know, would you call it a dive per se? It, you know, it's definitely our kind of environment. So if you know what we like, then you might say that's a dive, but eh. It had dive-like aspects. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Um, I mean, luckily we caught it where there weren't as many people as I've seen that can that pack that place for concerts. Uh, so we were able to get our beer and, and get a spot to drink it uh, fairly easily. However, I mean, that's one of those places where there's like, you know, bras on the ceiling and just it's just a dirty. It used to be a dirty CD place back in the day. Uh, it just you know picked it, it picked up steam and popularity obviously over the years. Um, and it's near Big Gay Ice Cream. Yeah, so it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, but I bring it up mainly because of Torch and Crown Brewery uh, meeting there. Yes, I saw you make that face. It's, it's getting you look like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus having the soy milk. Yes, it is, it is very disturbing. But Ugh. Torch and Crown was such a great experience, though, overall for myself. The bartender was just super cool. Um, I ordered a flight, and she basically was like, listen, I'm going to give it to you in the order of which I would drink it, which was the proper order, because it was because I ordered all light beer because they didn't have anything dark on tap, so... It worked out in the way that, you know, the IPAs were towards the end and the lighter Pilsner beer was in the front. Okay. And just super friendly, super knowledgeable, very welcoming atmosphere. You had the tanks behind me. Travis showed up. You know, we pounded back a couple of more. I had a porter, which actually, it was a Baltic porter, which you don't really see that often, but I did appreciate that they had it. You, ne- you never really see somebody other than like, you know, Sam Adams, I think, had a Baltic Porter years ago. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think I remember there was like a, like, you remember the Scooby-Doo ghost of the, the, the diver of the fisherman? And like, that was on the, the label. Yeah, Baltic Porters are, are, I mean, for the most part, I'm going to say few and far between, but you actually have to go out of your way. At least That's what I mean. In my experience, to actually find... I mean, yeah, you'll find them in, in craft beer stores, but actually have that on a, on a regular menu, it's few and far between. And let alone for it to be good. You know, that's yes. that's that's the other thing. You know, typically a Baltic Porter is never anything that would be good, good. It's just there. It's, you know, we this is our version of a Porter. We didn't want to make it, but because we did make it, we made this version so that you would order other things, in my opinion. That's why you don't see them that often. And when you do see them, I think somebody just ran out of ideas. You and see, this you is- see them at the, uh, like a German brewery where they try to do like the German, like uh, purity laws, the, the breweries like that. Like you'll have the, they'll have their all beer, they have Weiss in their Dunkel. Which is they'll delicious. Have, they'll have a Baltic Porter usually, but like, you're right. Like a normal brewery that's not like German themes. Yeah. Baltic Porters are hard, hard, hard and far to come by. But like at a at a good German brewery, you, you will see Baltic porters there. But that's because well, yeah. they also are very limited in what they can do. Because like they're, uh... which which I find um, interesting. Because yeah, you can find stouts and the different varieties of stouts um, all around. But as far as like people actually making a porter, whether it's a Baltic porter or not, 
It is, it is it is more uncommon to actually see a quarter on a menu than it is anything else, which I which I find a little interesting. Uh, thinking about it, it's sort of like a gateway into a stout, in my opinion. But it really is. Uh, yeah, they are lighter usually. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like I mean, there's more coffee pre- like pre- uh, prevalent. Be- like oh, I feel like they're usually made yeah. with more coffee. In general, like they don't advertise that they're made with coffee, but I feel like they almost all of them are made with coffee. They got a nice roasty coffee esque note to it. Um, yeah, nice. like a lot of people and think like stouts yeah. are made with chocolate, and that's not the case. It's just that the it's roasted to the point where it, you know chocolatey chocolateizes whatever you want to um, the word. Yeah, so when we find that and actually a, a good like a porter or a Baltic porter for that matter, it's like all right, like that's cool. Like it's it's one of those. It takes you back a bit. I'm like, all right, maybe there's something else going on in this brewery. Now, with Torch and Crown, not to interrupt, uh, you know, I've been going there uh, a little bit more than you have. I've never – it was one of those breweries where you're not going to have a bad beer. Yeah. Like, the worst beer you have is their Pilsner. And yeah. Not, not to say it's a bad beer. It's just me and Jim don't like Pilsners that much. It's a quality Pilsner. It's just our least favorite of the 15 they had to yeah. offer us. Well, Pilsners, they're just they're just basic, really. Like it yeah. seems like that's the first beer. Like when you make beer at home, that's like the first beer you do because like the very easiest one to do. Yeah. And it's just like to, that's just beer flavored beer. Like there's nothing special about it. Well, that's how I feel about lagers too. Like yeah, you're not going to grab me on you know unless it's like a flavored lager. I'm not jumping at it. And a lot you know a lot of places I feel like especially now. You know, a lager is a hard a hard beer to make in general because I think you have to make that beer cold, if I'm not mistaken. Like it has to be cold brewed. Yeah, it has to be cold brewed. We tried making one here and it didn't work out. Like I tried to make my own cold brew lager and it's it's tough because you got to store it in a in a refrigerator at a certain temperature. So yeah, it didn't work out when I home made, home brewed it. But but yeah, you're right. Again, but even when you do make it right, it's still. Like you're right, Jimmy. It's beer flavored beer. Like it's yeah, you know. Yeah. And there, that's is there anything wrong with beer flavored beer? Absolutely. No, nothing just... wrong with it. But like when you're like us and have tried a million different styles of beer, you, you kind of want beer flavored beer. Yes. You, no, yeah. if you make a beer flavored beer, that's like fuck. That's delicious. A beer flavored beer. That's a different story. But if you're just doing a, like a plain old beer flavored, you know, not to beat a dead horse, and it's like all right, you just create a beer and who gives a shit but uh, and that's like ipas and like i know a lot of people are upset with ipas because you know you feel like you had one ipa you had them all in some cases yes i don't deny that you know a lot of them taste very similar sours on the other hand and brewster can attest to this he's not here to defend himself but there's really no defending involved i think sours overall are the more fun if you will because if you have a really good sour, it almost tastes like you're drinking juice. And right. it's it's one of those ones where you where you can't believe like you're drinking a beer because it's almost like you're drinking a slushy. Like you're drinking like that really good. I just went to 7-Eleven and made myself like a Sunny D slushy or, you know, uh, you blended a bunch of flavors and it's all hitting you at once kind of a thing. Yeah. But on, on the opposite note, um, where I'm going to defend IPAs just a little bit, um, yes, do I, do I feel they're getting, um, not outplayed, just over, over, over they're overdone, over, over, over it's just whatever, it's, they're, we're getting tired of IPAs yeah. um, to a certain degree, however, 
when there's a new IPA, a new we're still IPA, buying it. It's like, oh shit. Like that's, there, I mean, you can coax a lot of good flavor out of, of variations or a mix of different hops, whether it's tropical or piney or overly hoppy or grassy or whatever, um, to hit your, to hit your palate. Well, yes, we understand where the sours has a lot more fruit involved, um, with the sours. So it, you know, has a little bit more versatility, um, cause obviously you can literally make a sour out of, you know, sour patch kids, or you can make one out of, you know, a papaya just you know whatever it is and it works out but like when we like for for example like when i first tasted motuega hops oh yeah i had that in the way i was like i am all about this fucking thing like it was clean it was delicious it was had like the fruity the trout like it just everything about it was like it just made every ipa just so much better i don't know if it was the fact that it was just new or that's the fact that is that's it's that good, good. I, mean, I you know i'm gonna say it's that good um Cause I'm like every time I see it now and in, in whatever um, the description of what hops are in there, I'm buying it, I'm tasting it, and you know I'm drinking it. It just it is a well flavored uh, hop and done right. It's it's so delicious. Um, so their their IPAs, yes, they they are they have their their time in the sun, but I think there's a lot of different variety varietals of hops that are out there um, that um, that are just there for the picking and, and for trying and, and, you know, to peak outrageous one again. I mean, IPs are not going anywhere by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, sours, um, had their, had their run and they're, and they're still going strong. I mean, we're now in the, in peak sour season, obviously it's 10,000 degrees outside, depending on the day and where you live. Um, so hot days and sours are, are kind of go, kind of go hand in hand. Um, although Bruce would say sours are, all a year round drink, um, which they are, but you know, summertime is when you know you want that foody aspect, uh, to your drink, yep. uh, to your beer, I should say. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, it, it kind of go back and forth. I mean, because a lot of IPAs, um, depending on the hop varietals in the mix, you can get a, a lot of tropical fruit notes just on the hops alone. You don't need actual fruits to go in there, um, that sours do, but I mean, it all like it, it all depends. depends on, yeah, what kind of beer drinker you are. I mean, if you're an IPA guy or you're a sour guy or you're just an all-around guy, you're just you're trying to find something new, uh, which all of us are. You know, we're always trying to find a new fun cocktail or it's, it's true or whatever um, to pique our interest. And then we're like, oh, fuck, go, go, go and find this one and, and do whatever. Hence why we're always asking you what kind of hops he throws in his beers uh, or if he's experimented with a new ones because, you know, we're all, you know, we're all curious to see. Uh, what's going on out there in the homebrew world? If there's, if there's something we don't know about, like the homebrewers are just are testing now, uh, you know, it's kind of the things that we should maybe look out for. Well, I'll say this. Like when IPAs were getting really popular, like it seemed to be like a lot of breweries are just making, let's make a beer as hoppy as we can, we can make it and just throw all the hops in we can to make it a super hoppy beer because that's what IPAs are. And, and when that first happened, I didn't like IPAs at all. So I think they were just throwing them all the hops in you can. And now they kind of settled in to try to make kind of flavored IPAs. It's like more variety to them. I think sours kind of went through the same way. When sours were kind of getting popular, they just made the sours beer you can. Flavor be damned. Like this was just going to, you're going to drink this, you're going to pucker up because it's just a fucking sour beer. But now they're kind of like going back on it and just kind of making tasty beers that are in the sour style. Like uh, even with uh, with stouts, when they started making bourbon barrel stouts, they just said, let's make it as bourbon and strong as we can. And let's get that ABV up. And weren't really focused on the flavor. And it was just like, all right, this is a bourbon barrel beer. It's 12% and it's going to knock you in your ass. That tastes like bourbon. It doesn't taste like beer. So I think when like when these flavors 
get popular. Like everyone just kind of tries to make the biggest one they can, like the biggest IPA, the biggest bourbon barrel stout, the biggest sour. And then once that craze dies down, we get to the where brewers can actually be artistic and make beers that are good. And now you're actually getting sour beers, which when, when sours were new, it was like, I fucking, I, don't, I just don't like sours. But trying them more and more now, like now they're getting flavor into them. They're getting tastier because they're not just trying to make a sour beer. They're trying to make a good beer in a sour style, if that makes any sense. I mean, to us it does. So hopefully all listeners who have been listening to us for, for many years now, hopefully you should understand what we're, what we're talking about. Because uh, we're we're you know we're not all yeah sometimes you want that big punch but sometimes you want that big punch with flavor and finesse meekiness uh, and we when we find those that's when we don't shove up with about them like if you get a high ABV that tastes like a low ABV and has a smooth taste right watch out that's 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 the gold mine that's the golden ticket you know like you're going to see the factory man you hope you're better than be Charlie because you just fucking won the lottery. Um, but before we before we uh, keep going with this this, uh, this topic, uh, B, how was your fourth? What did you do? I know you created a uh, a cocktail list. Uh, I know you always create a cocktail list uh, for your parties, um, and it was always fun to see. Um, so let's you know how was your fourth? How was your cocktails? You know, give us the whole shebang. So yeah, uh, the fourth of July was very good. We had about maybe twenty to. 30 people here at the Bruschetta house. We were just uh, drinking beers, jumping in the pool, and we made a few cocktails. A lot of our cocktails were more uh, vodka flavored this year just because vodka seems to go well with the sun and the pool pool flavor kind of thing. We made a couple, we made like a little champagne Prosecco kind of thing. We did um, vodka lemonade, vodka cranberry, just like our little twist on them. And uh, they were good. Like we had a good party. Good people were drunk. People had fun. We brought out the Shotsky, so we did a couple shots nice. in the Shotsky, you know, just because you have to. And, yeah, it was a good fourth. Like, nothing super special to report, but, yeah, it was fun. Like, you, um, the party was good. The food was good. Yeah. Did you light up the grill? Uh, yeah, we light up the grill, but, like, the grill was like, let's just get some food in us while, while we keep drinking. So, like, quick burgers, quick hot dogs. I didn't really – I didn't do the ribs this year because just, that just takes too long, and we just wanted yeah. to drink and party. So quick, quick, quick barbecue food. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Fugil, in and out, have a good time. Awesome. I mean, it's good to hear. Um, yeah, I just wanted to let the people know what you've been up to uh, before. I mean, because it seems like we were about to go on a whole beer, beer oh, tangent. We are. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I figured. I'm, let, I'm let me, ready. Uh, let me get an introduction to B, uh, the drunken Simon and his holiday before we do anything first. Uh, but we don't want to deny our our followers of Foodies Never to Die of the drunken. The Drunken Thumb sh- uh, shenanigans on the 4th of July. Uh, I always look forward uh, to what you produce. Uh, it's always a good time. All right, so let's get back to what we we're talking about. Obviously, we're talking about beer flavors, styles, um, you know, just expectations or whatever. Uh, Jim, what do you have for us? All right, so uh, July 4th weekend, I'm in Lake George. One of the, one of the first places I went to was the Adirondack uh, Pub and Brewery where they make their own beer on site. I actually just drank one of their root beers um, earlier today, which actually was a very good soda that they put out. Um, I had a flight. The flight consisted of a Scotch Ale, uh, an IPA, a Session IPA, and an IPL, which is a style that a lot of people feel 
in the beer, the beer world that's actually on the rise. I don't really know if I agree with that. Um, B, I'm assuming you know a bunch about the IPLs. Um, I think it's just a wasted style only because it's, you know, like, like an IPA lager, if you will, for those who don't know. Yes. Um, but I will I say... IPLs have become a, a, a slowly progressive thing. It's just a, a hoppy lager. That's all it is. And it it felt like the beer itself was tasty. Like, I I will not deny that, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I need this tasty. It was like, you know what? For a taster in a flight, you did your job. And that's all I would ever use you for is you're a flight beer. Um, The food at the brewery was excellent. They had a nice little to-go area. I, I got my sweater that I usually get at every brewery, my sweatshirt. Because I like to let everyone know in the cold months of the year where I like to shop. Um, uh, I was telling them earlier, uh, if you're into fish and chips, uh, they have a very great Pollock fish sandwich. Uh, probably one of the better fish sandwiches I ever had. But I really wanted to go, go into the... they had To neighbor them is a High Peaks Distillery. Unfortunately, they were closed when I was there, they only open one day a week for four hours for tastings. Yeah. And naturally it was the Saturday that I, I, we drove up, but we were doing other things. And I really was like, I didn't think about it because I was like, Oh, I'll just go tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and I look and I'm like, Oh, well that's not happening. But further into the village is Lake George distilling co. And I went there. They do uh, rye whiskey, bourbon whiskey, moonshine, vodka, gin. And we went, at, it, it opened at 12 o'clock. We went on the Monday morning. And first one's there, sit down. And it was an older woman who was running the place. She actually opened about, you know, five to 10 minutes early. I'm sitting down, super knowledgeable. And the, one of the first things I had was there, it was a lemonade uh, moonshine. And they focus more on the tartness than the sweetness of the lemonade. So if you like a tartier lemonade, it went down, it actually went down pretty good. Like it was, you know, it was tart. It was like lemon juicy tart, but it was not something that I would not be afraid to mix with. Um especially like if you have like an iced tea that you're fond of and you want to make your own alcoholic Arnold Palmer. Arnie Palmies. However, to follow it up, they have a sweet tea moonshine. So what did I have next after the lemonade? I had the sweet tea. I actually have a bottle of the sweet tea here at the house because I'm making my own Arnie peas. That's right. Takes me back to, uh, NCR days, Oh yes, but to finish it off though, as far as my flight of tasters goes, which by the way they give you a the shot glass you're drinking out of, you get to take home with your flight. So, yeah, so for eight bucks you get three tasters and a shot glass. Ooh, yeah, that's it, it might have been eleven bucks, but regardless, either way, you're getting a, a free shot glass for trying three things. And. It was a bur- I, it was a bourbon whiskey, but it was very young. So okay. they typically age their whiskey for three years, okay. which is already very young. 
Right. They aged no, it for right. two. And, you know, you're, it, it was not like smooth, smooth. You had right. oaky notes. You had a little bit of leather, believe it or not, was, was in there. Like you could taste leather. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's not bad. It's definitely something where I felt I would, I would not be upset if I mixed this. Like it was definitely a mixer whiskey, not so much a I'm putting it on the rocks. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, I'm picturing in my head what leather actually tastes like. And it's, all I can think about is like the barbershop, like leather belt is a. Well, I know what you mean. Oh, I, I know exactly what you mean. That's the only thing I have in my head right now. And I'm like, that sounds fucking gross. But, but it was it's, it's the was... oak that stands out. It's really the oak, but like yeah. you get you get that leathery like I'm yeah, in like, I, I'm I, buying I can, assless I can, chaps. I can going with it, but in my head, all I see here is the barber, yeah. like with the razor. Um, it's pretty uh, common though in a lot of younger bourbons and whiskeys to get that leather flavor that Jim's yeah. talking about. But yeah, it's not one I usually go for. Like if I if I see that in the palate description, I'm not gonna. Because it's like Travis, like you said, it does taste a little weird, but yeah, but I, the yeah. imagery is not is not worth the taste. Well, that was the thing when I when I ordered it, she goes that that was the thing. She was like, normally this is a three year old whiskey, and this one's only uh, two years old because we ran out. And I said, oh, okay. My other option was the rye, which I was very interested in trying. I actually ended up buying a bottle for a buddy of mine, so I'm probably gonna have a shot with him for his birthday. That's in a week. How young was the so rye? Same young, same age. Uh, I think more or less. Like she said, it was another very young one, only because they ran out, and that was one of the ones that they kept running out of. And I guess they like to age it a little bit longer. Like they have a lot of moonshine. I walked out of there with a moonshine slushy that was mixed with mango and pina colada. Oh, there you go. Oh, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. Right. I was very happy. And as somebody who doesn't usually care for mango, it was perfect. Like, no, like, it made me, a, it, it literally made me a mango fan. Ooh. And I was like, it, a little bit, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've always been on the fence with mango. Like, I like the mango and the tropical salsas, but I would never buy a mango, cut it up, and eat a mango. Okay. But this was... Oh, it was... Right, oh, it was. Know. And especially with the pina colada, like, mixed with it. And I love yeah, a nice pina know, colada. Coconut, little, tropical flavor. Yeah. So naturally, my father got the vodka. It's it's a corn based vodka. Okay. It is what it is. You take what it is. It's not a potato vodka. You, you I know. Like some corn. Um, I think um, Hudson Hudson uh, whiskey makes a corn based vodka. Very expensive, but actually very good. Um, it's very smooth, but it has a hefty price point uh, for the amount there for the, the small bottle you get. Um, I, th- I think the price points that they had though were relatively fair. Um, I want to say the whiskey bottles. I'm trying to think. The moonshine bottles were about thirty-three, and I think the whiskey bottles were about fifty. And you got a you know a fairly decent sized bottle, not like you know a giant bottle, but you know right, a nice yeah. size for an upstate mom and pop essentially. Right, yeah, no, yeah. The Hudson ones that I'm talking about. Small bottles, like almost the size of like Blanton's, uh small bottle. Um, sort of, oh yeah, it's like a just a weird squarish 
the balloon around to the top. Um, used to drink them, believe it or not, at Idle Hands back in the day. Uh, that's how I initially got involved with them. Um, but yeah, if I remember correctly, they were they were at a higher price point um, that I was willing to pay for at the time. You know, obviously as an older man, that could very well have been changed. But I don't I don't remember what the price point was. It's just, it was I know at the time it was a little too expensive for my blood. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, if I was going to spend a decent amount of money on some shit, it was going to be blends, um, and that's what I was I was saving up for. Um, exactly. But that's not like here nor there. Now I'm an older man that has a little deeper of a pocket, uh, but I'm not spending my money on beer. I will spend my money on some good stuff. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. But overall, uh, your 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 time at uh, the lake was uh, was good. It was great. Um, they have ghost tours at Fort William Henry. So if you're into the paranormal and you're into doing your own investigation, a la ghost hunters, ghost adventures, Portis the hell. If you're into Jack Osborne and Katrina Weidman with like, I am paranormal, you know, she's from paranormal state, paranormal lockdown, which also had one of the guys from ghost adventures. Besides the point. Are, are you, are, are you a ghost adventure or a ghost hunter? Which, See, which side of the spectrum do you fall on? See, uh, it's, it's so hard. Completely on a tangent, but you brought it up, and I'm just out of curiosity. I know my dad because it, loves, uh, ghost adventures. See, I like uh, I like ghost adventures, but to me, go like it's weird. I used to watch Ghost Hunters, and I liked Ghost Hunters, and then the guys split. You know, right. w- one guy left, and the other guy kept it going. Then the guy who kept it going ended up getting you know, having to change his show to Ghost Nation, where the other guy did a whole new series of Ghost Hunters on a different channel and then that switched and now he's back to ghost hunters and that guy doesn't do anything anymore so i'm like okay and it's weird because i liked ghost adventures and i like a lot of the people from ghost hunters like i i I watched one show called kindred spirits which had the the woman amy and i forgot what the other guy's name is but he was also on Ghost Hunters. Like, they met on Ghost Hunters, and that's their side, sh- that's their show. But Portals to Hell with uh, Jack Osborne and Katrina is definitely my uh, go to ghost show. Uh, not just because he's Ozzy's son, but he actually does some pretty cool investigations with her. And she's fairly knowledgeable. Like, I never really watched Paranormal State, but I like the Paranormal Lockdown. I like the idea of being locked into the haunted place and you having to spend. Well, that's yeah. You know, I think it was like Wasn't seventy-two there, like, hours. A TV show back in the day about that, like we took a bunch of random people and locked them into a. It was just her and one of the guys from Ghost Adventures. I think his name was Nick, and okay. they would just whatever wherever the investigation was, they would be locked in, and then the person would have to let them out at sunup the next morning. So yeah, you had twenty-four hours or whatever. But for whatever, like, but I still think the investigations were about like seventy-two hours. Like they they were there for like two or three days. Oh, interesting. Right, but, like, you had to sleep. Like, there's another show out right now called uh, Destination Fear, which, oddly enough, stars the cameraman from Ghost Adventures. And the one that always freaks out every little bit. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, not Aaron. Although, I, I know who you're talking about. It's it's a different. This kid's name's Dakota. Okay. It's him, his sister, and uh, his two friends. And they stay, you know, they, they draw straws and whoever draws the shortest straw has to sleep in the most haunted spot in, you know, the entire facility. And like, they, they get some pretty cool stuff, but like, 
what I appreciated about the Ford is when you did the ghost tour, they let you do your own investigation during the length of the tour. Like they encouraged photographs. They told you stories about what happens there as far as like what people have seen, uh, things that happened recently. And they always try and keep you up to date and they give you five minutes at the end when you're in what they consider their most haunted part, which is their casemate. And they let you literally take as many photos as you want video. And you can try and see if you can catch a ghost on camera. And if you do, they will post your picture either a for their, you know, Instagram or whatever, or show it in the museum. Is it as creepy as it would be? Like I've been to like, I've been to a bunch of places where it's like, Oh yeah, it could be haunted, whatever. And I went to Eastern State Penitentiary, and yeah. that shit's creepy as freaking hell, even in the goddamn daytime. Like, so it's definitely fucking, it's definitely haunted. Like, and they both Avengers ghost hunted. I mean, this is completely yeah. off topic, um, but since we're we're quickly on it, like when I was there, it's, it's one of my favorite places to go because this place is 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 legit haunted. I don't care what anyone says. It, during the daytime, you feel like you're being like it's just, there's just an eerie sense of ah oh, shit there's a ghost some somewhere down these long decrepit hallways and on the, it just it just freaky as shit yeah and they yes yeah they do during halloween they do ghost tours and whatever yeah uh, but i was the one place i can i like and i've been to several prison tours or whatever uh that's the only one that i felt like shit was real like that was like creepy and like you can eerily sense like something that was just wrong in this place so uh, I was just curious if like you had that sort of like sort of vibe. Yeah, I was disappointed though because I fe- I guess I'm not sensitive, where like some people are a bit more sensitive as far as okay. like empaths and stuff like that. But you know, I try. I took pictures. You know, I was in the dark. They were like, "Oh, there's a Native American that hides under the stairs there," and I stood next to it. I really didn't feel anything. And I was, I was, I was hoping, you know, for the best and expecting the worst, the worst being that, you know, I would actually get touched or, you know, scratched or whatever it is, but you know, it is what it is. But I will say, um, it didn't, just because it didn't happen to me, doesn't mean it couldn't happen again. Like we went and it was, you know, the ghost tours started six and ended nine and the sun was still out and they're like, Oh, well, you know, the ghosts come out during the sunlight anyway. And I'm like, listen, I'm trying, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I'm taking yeah. as many pictures as possible. Yeah. And I, I'm getting nothing, but that doesn't mean that something couldn't have happened. It's just that. At that moment in time. nothing. And, and then naturally, you know, we had one person on one of the tours who was taking pictures and, it's incredibly dusty in there. Like if anyone's ever done a ghost tour to certain one of those things, it's just so impossibly dusty. Literally it was orbs, orbs. I'm getting orbs. And I'm like, it's fucking dust. It's dust. And then the person on the tour, like who was one of like the tour guides, I guess felt bad and was like, Oh yeah, those are orbs. Those are definitely orbs. And I was like, it's dust. It's dust. It's effing dust. I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, but so highly recommended. Talk, yeah, from from our, our ghost our ghost talk. Uh, you know, I, I can't I, help I, it I though. Like, how, I don't know how many people are into our, our ghost talk, but if you are interested in, in hearing us rant and rave about ghost adventures, ghost whatever this that and other thing, um, well, let us know in the comments. And obviously, me and Jimmy Bags will <laughs> continue on with our rant and raves of ghosts and ghostly adventures. 
Oh, yes. But um, that being said... Um, there was a musket Mar- firing and a cannon firing, which was really cool. There you go. That's cool. That was the day tour, though. Can't complain about that. Uh, little action at the fort. Um, July 4th on my end, um, the, the old family tradition after a couple of years went to Balmont Racetrack uh, to bet on some ponies. Um, things have changed uh, since I've been there. Uh, granted, uh, last time I was there was probably three-ish years ago. At uh, least. A lot of things... Uh, yeah, a lot of things have changed. Well, my son's four, and he we took him, I think, his first year out. Um, so we haven't gone the past two years. Obviously, pandemic notwithstanding. So it's the first time we've been there in a bit. I mean, it's always a fun time. Obviously, Jim, you know, uh, family gets together. You just crush some beers, bet on some ponies. Uh, hopefully, you win. Hopefully, you know, you don't lose too badly um, kind of a thing. It was a little different. Obviously, you haven't been there. Obviously, uh a lot of things have changed. Um, there's a UBS arena there now that used to take up, uh, now takes up a gigantic part of the parking lot. Um, just a, you know, a lot of little changes, but you know, it was all in all, it was, it was a good time. The family got together, had some fun, got some ponies, like I said, um, ate some food. Um, it was nice. Uh, we were basically by ourselves in a little gated off little fenced area. Um, kids got to run around, play in the grass. Uh, you know, when the horses when the horses come by, they would run to the gate and you know watch them run by. It was, it was fun. Um, you know, slightly a little different, but all around, you know, we only go but once a year, so it was fun and good time. However, um, if you followed uh, my my Instagram, the the Drunkleberry, that I'm, now that I've been back and I'm not hacked anymore, um, I was in Maine uh, for uh, a couple of days. I was in Portland, Maine for a few days, and I was in Bar Harbor for a few days, and then I was in uh, Newport, Rhode Island for a few days. I'm just going to get away from the city and have a good time uh, with the fam. Obviously, if you noticed, uh, I've had a lot of lobster, had a lot of beers. Uh, Maine, you know, from New York is about five and change hours away. Um, it is a lot closer than most people think. It is a beer, like especially Portland. Portland is a, a beer, craft beer, like sort of like little mecca, if you would. Which is nice. Um, in and of in and of themselves, out of Portland, within a fifteen minute drive outside of downtown Portland, you're hitting at least thirteen different breweries. Um, seven to eight of them are are within downtown Portland, and then there's you know fifteen minutes this way, you hit three or four. Fifteen minutes that way, uh, you hit you know a couple more. Um, so it was very cool to see that the craft beer movement um, is very strong and you know popular. Um, they've got taste, a lot of tasty treats, some better than others. Um, as you noticed, I only posted the good ones, and I posted the bad ones. Because, uh, you know, there's no need to post the bad ones. Um, they are what they are, they do what they do. Uh, you know, they're making beer the best they, they know how. So, you know what, respect to them, but, you know, I'll give credit to what credit's due, and post about the good ones. Uh, and actually, if you look up at my Jungleberry page, you'll see all the, the beer places that I went to that were actually noteworthy or gram worthy as it were um as well as all the food places that i went to um obviously lobster is prevalent in uh the main area and and i'm not a big lobster eater but it's one of those things that you're gonna have to eat while you're there uh just because they literally pick it out of the water that day and they serve it to you um so it's the fresh the fresh can be as far as lobster is concerned um it's all tasty delicious um grand old time 
Um, that's a uh, that's a short and curly of what I've been up to the past few weeks. I did have um, just to backtrack again on the July Fourth fun. Um, in our group chat, uh, we did have a one of those July Fourth sort of like pick 'em. What are you gonna choose? Sort of charts. Uh, and I figured uh, some of us replied, some of us didn't. But for the viewers here, might as well bring it up again. Now, it is related to a, a July 4th barbecue, but I think this is can apply to any barbecue during the summer. But for that matter, uh, you can only have three out of uh, the barbecue uh, things that, I, that I'm about to list. Um, burgers, baked beans, pork chops, potato salad, grilled chicken, bomb pops. And if you don't know what a bomb pop is, it's basically the red, white, and blue um, ice pop. Beer corn, chips, watermelon, the Independence Day movie on Blu-ray, um, <laughs> or hot dogs. Uh, I, I kind of lack of the uh, Independence Day on Blu-ray, but it was on the list. So for out of the 12, you can only choose uh, three. Some of it answered, some of us didn't. Uh, but for our viewers that, um, that are diligently waiting our response, Jimmy Bags, I'm going to go to you first. Out of those 12, um, pick only three. If you need me to repeat them, I will. Burgers, beer, and bomb pops. You have... Triple B's. Yep, the triple B's. You have your dinner, you have your beverage, and you have your dessert. Alright, that's a very... I mean, I can't really argue you <laughs> on any of the... On any if, I, of your if there choices. was to be a fourth, though, it would be hot dogs. Fourth in the hot dog spot. Uh, B, I kind of already know what your number one is going to be. Um, <laughs> probably your number two. But what is your number three? Well, you know, tell us what it is anyway. Um, but I kind of know what two out of three are. Well, if, if this episode comes out first before our uh, foodie, uh, for our Drunken Thumb War, I think uh, the spoilers will be had here. And that, well, I think beer, obviously, right? That's a no-brainer. Right. That's, that's, no-brainer. That's, that's what number one was going to be. Everyone's going to pick beer. You can't have a barbecue without beer. Otherwise, why even do it? Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. you got to go burgers because, I mean, you need some sustenance if you're going to have uh, some beer in you, have some burgers. I'm surprised I didn't have a pool wasn't one of the uh, suggestions. I think that would have been up there for something to debate. But, I mean, the only dessert, Jimmy Bags is right, the only dessert is the ice pop, right? Like, there's no other. You can argue watermelon, but you're really going for the bomb yeah. pop. Yeah, you can argue watermelon, I guess, but I, I'm not going to. I will take the bomb pop as well. I think, yeah, you, you nailed it on the on the head, Jimmy. You need beer, without a doubt. Uh, you need food, so that's burger. And there's, that's the only dessert there. But if I could throw a curveball, as it were, and throw my own dessert in there, I would pick the, uh, the ice cream sandwiches from uh, just, you know, classic ice cream sandwich, nothing special, nothing fancy. Just rip out that rip paper off and eat an ice cream sandwich. That's that beats bomb pops. Oh, every hands day, down, hands down. every day. So, uh, I, I, mean, I watch in there. It's red, white, and blue. Uh, so I figured this. I was surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, as of all things, here like bomb pops is the only like true dessert that's on there. Oh yes, I know you did mention Jim that watermelon is there, but like, yeah. Is that a dessert, or is that just a, a side thing that you can have? I mean, you're not grilling it. Dessert. You know what I mean? Like, it's just there. I mean, there. if you want to grill, if you want to grill watermelon, you can. But, I mean, it's, it's I feel I know, feel like somebody kind of, threw that in there, racially motivated, because grilled chicken is there. And I'm like, see, see, yeah, the but thing, there was no uh, grape juice or grape soda. 
Yeah, but like you know, grilled chicken is, is, I mean, grilled chicken is tasty. Like grilled chicken is it's, all those are tasty. I like. But, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right. So obviously, we already know beer is going to be on the list. Beer number one. But that? I feel like baked beans um, would go with the hot dogs. See now, in my head, obviously it's burgers and hot dogs. Like those are the three. I can literally give shit about everything else. I don't. I don't need a dessert because my dessert will be my beer. Right, so doesn't make a difference what it is. I'd rather have two different options of, of food that I can eat drunkenly at any given point in time. Throw it on, boom! I got my food. If I need dessert, I got a beer. You're gonna. Um, pick, all right, if you're going that way and gonna pick food, two options of food, you'd pick hot dogs over grilled chicken. Yes. I would too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, grilled chicken is just it's plain and boring. And I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I know Cicerone would love some grilled chicken. Um, you know, and, and believe it or not, I like corn was, I was really debating. Yep. Yeah. Corn. It's a good one. Corn um, is a good one. It, it was a yeah, and the potato salad. Like I really like a nice potato salad. I, 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 can, I can do it on potato salad. But I could, I like it that it's there though. I like that it's an option. Uh, yeah. It's an option. Yeah. It's there. Um, corn, corn threw me for a loop because a good, good grilled corn is very, very oh, yeah. hard to beat. Um, I, I felt however, pork chops was unnecessary. You're going to, you should, if you're going to do pork, yeah, it should be a, chops. it should be a rib. Yeah, I would have went through ribs pork on there. Chops. Pork chops are definitely unnecessary. I mean, that and the fact that they threw Independence Day on Blu-ray on there. I mean, I get it. It's a 4th of July barbecue, but... But they didn't even have fireworks on there. Yeah, exactly. That's where the bomb pops were there. Other things, <laughs> things we could have chosen. All right, so let's... I mean, let's, let's do what we do best. Um, let's take some options out. So let's get rid of pork chops. Let's throw ribs uh, on there. The pork out of pork. Let's throw that on. Bomb pops. Let's get rid of those and then throw some ice cream sandwiches on there. Of course. Um, the Independence Day Blu-ray. That has to go. I would um, just throw plain fireworks on there. It's 4th of July. Yeah, fireworks on yeah. there. All right. So now we have to choose between three things that you need to have at a 4th of July barbecue. So, I mean, food-wise, we're covered. Entertainment-wise, we're covered. I mean, we already know beer, so you got to choose two <laughs> outside of beer. I think I'm still sticking burgers and dogs. Maybe the corn, but like burgers and dogs. I could live without the fireworks. See, I, I would go, I want one of everything. So beer, obviously, because you need your drink. And like Travis said, that could be your dessert. For food, I'm going to go hamburgers because, you know, like I said, you need a food option in there. And I'll throw the fireworks in there because it's 4th of July. You're not going to do that on any other day. You know, like, when else do you do fireworks? You do beer all the time. You do hamburgers all the time. You do any of those other options all the time. The one thing you only do on 4th of July would be the fireworks. So if you're going to do them, that's the day to pick them. Otherwise, you're never going to pick them. I mean, that is a valid point. Um, except for the fact that I'm Chinese and on Chinese New Year, um, we have fun with fireworks. Um, <laughs> sure, but when, when is Chinese New Year? That's uh, February. February. February yeah. Um, but yes, it, that that is definitely one of those things. And um, if you throw fireworks on there, yes, beer, a thousand and nine percent. Yeah. Um, I would like to choose ribs. Um, however, I'm not going to. I think burgers is probably. Um, they're better choice just because it's less messy. You um, also said 4th of July. Like if you said, uh, a yeah, it's, it's a 4th of July. yeah, 
Cookout's yeah, different yeah, than 4th of July, right? So then I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to agree with you with the, the fireworks because uh, I think we're all a little kid when it comes to fireworks. I, we're all, you know, the sandlot when it comes to the fireworks. I mean, we're stopping, we're staring up in the sky, we're watching those things burst into all different kind of colors. We're watching what's going on. None of us are bending the jet. We're, you know, we're all pretty much ham eating food and just watch, watching the fireworks. Although he did grab a hot dog. Um, uh, during that scene, but uh, you know it is what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, I think fireworks are definitely now. If we just straight up like a barbecue, ignore for Fourth of July. Fourth of July is gone. So now here we are. And you got burgers, you got baked beans, may or yay or nay. You got ribs, you got potato salad, um, grilled chicken. You have ice cream sandwiches. Uh, no longer bomb pops. Beer. Corn, uh, chips, if you will. Um, do, we want, do we want to leave watermelon on there? I mean, that's no. our fourth of July thing. So let's. So what do you, what do you want to place with watermelon? List? That's a good contender. Sausage. More more meat. All right. So more meat. It is. More meat. Sausage. All right. Independence Day. What are we replacing that with? Since it's not the fourth. Macaroni salad or coleslaw? Uh, no, another another salad. Little, uh, another macaroni. side dish. We'll, we'll just say macaroni. side dish. Side dish, mac yeah. salad, or your 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 favorite side dish of choice doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, um, and then and then hot dogs. Okay, so now we have our list of twelve. It is a summer barbecue. It's not Fourth of July. It's whenever we want. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're setting up your your barbecue. Guests are coming over. You have these twelve choices. You have burgers, baked beans, ribs, potato salad, grilled chicken. Ice cream sandwiches, beer, corn, chips, sausage of whatever variety you want, um, whether it's brats, Italian sausage, what have you, pinwheels, you get to decide. Um, hot dogs, and uh, what did we say that replaced the – oh, the, your, your favorite side of choice. That's not listed. Uh, and go. Jim? I think my, my... – Vote still stays the same. <laughs> mm, interesting. But like, even though I made those suggestions, I think my vote still stays the same. We're still going beer, hot and ham. Yeah, I think those are necessities that you have to have basically at any barbecue. You know, some people might say you don't need the hot dog, which is fine. But I like a hot dog at my barbecue. Mm, true. I like to have a burger and a hot dog at least at every barbecue. Then I might go side salad. You know, I know I'm drinking a beer. That's a guarantee, you know, but I like, I, I definitely would like a burger and a hot dog, at least one of each, preferably two right, of each. Right. Can we take beer out of the equation? Because that's just like, that just loses. I mean, yeah, that's a definitely gimme, right? But, it's but are we leaving like, food? Like, yeah, or is so it going to be another beverage? Out of, out of the 11, no, out of the 11, that's left. Um, choose three, because beer is in automatic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so out of the eleven, um, that way it frees up some for some alternatives here. Burgers, dogs, and side and side dish. Yeah, burgers, dogs, and a side dish. Your favorite yeah. side dish, of course, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. Okay. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it in a, in a little bit of a different way. I'm gonna look at it like as, as I'm going to a barbecue, and all these options are there on the table. I could pick what I want for my plate. So not like this is all that's there. I can only pick three things from my barbecue. I'm going to a barbecue. 
all 11 options are there and I can fill my plate with what I want. That's going to be the only way it changes because I will always go for the ribs. I think ribs are amazing. They always, uh, they take a little more work to make. So if they're there at a barbecue and I'm not the one cooking them, or even if I am the one cooking them, I'm definitely going to throw them on my plate. So, uh, uh, all 11 options, I'm definitely picking rib and putting it on my plate. Uh, beer, like you said, beer's already there, so we're all going to have the beer. Um, then, yeah, I guess going to keep eating. That's all I'm going to keep doing. So let's, uh, let's throw hamburgers on there because uh, hamburgers beat hot dogs. Spoiler alert. Uh, and then um, uh, for the dessert, yeah, any side you want. I mean, why not mac and cheese, uh, potato salad, uh, macaroni salad, uh, any kind of salad you want. The side the salad. There you go. How about just salad? Why don't we just throw that out? <laughs> that can be yeah. thrown in there as well. Italian dressing. I mean, French dressing. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Caesar dressing. said um, you don't win friends with salad. So you don't win friends, but at this barbecue, I don't win friends. With friends. <laughs> How about just plain old French fries to go with your burger and ribs? That that sounds good too. Nathan's like fries. That. Nathan's fries. You know, there's only one frozen fry worth buying. Like if you're at a barbecue and like you're doing the barbecue, of course you're gonna you're gonna get hamburgers, hot dogs, and beer. Like that's what you're gonna do, just to get every everybody happy. Because not everyone eats ribs, blah 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 blah. But if I'm at a barbecue that has everything, I'm going ribs first. Then I'll probably get a hamburger in me, and then yeah, a couple of side uh, French fries, and of course tons and tons of beer. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if we're, we're going, that's a, I like the way you were thinking there. Um, it's kind of hard to choose because um, I literally would grab literally everything. Um, but yes, if they, if the if I was the one cooking it or someone else decided to cook it, ribs, definitely, because um, that's a labor of love. Um, it would be disrespectful not to eat uh, some ribs, especially if it was offered to me. Uh, Very true. A long time. Like um, a tomahawk steak. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you know what if the the person did it, you do decide to put it out. He wants you to eat them, um, so I would feel very bad um, not. Um, not having them. Um, obviously, uh, having um, a burger is next on the list. Now, a tubed meat would be next. Now, whether it's a hot dog or a sausage, sausage a tubed meat, it, it it is it it depends on the the, the the tubed meat of choice. I mean, I might flip flop. I mean, I want both. I, I no one else is laughing at tubed meat of choice. Tubed meat, yeah, tubed meat of choice. Yes. Um, Why well, I'm there? I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a tubed meat of choice. So if it's a hot dog, I'm going for it. Um, Italian sausage, I'm going for it. Pinwheel sausage, I'm going for it. Brats, I'm going for it. Kielbasa, I'm going for it. like it's just I'm gonna go back and forth between. The tubed meats. So I'm I'm compiling the tubed meats into one group. Uh, I would have tubed meats. Uh, <laughs> You're just trying to get me to laugh, right? Because <laughs> tube meats. Yes, there's so beer, ribs, burgers, and tubed meats. Because <laughs> I don't I don't need any fancy dessert. I just want tubed meats. Tubed meats. <laughs> Meat in a tube. You know. And grilled. <laughs> but that's, I mean, chips are lame. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. people throw chips out there just because they got nothing else going. I understand, I understand the side aspect, potato salad, macaroni salad. Uh, I don't, you know, those are good. I mean, the ice cream sandwiches are, are tough to go by. However, if I did my job right, I'm too filled up with my meats that uh, ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, agreed. Like, I, mean, I love me an ice cream sandwich. I mean, but if I did my job right. To me, like, ice cream sandwich is like, all right, it's a regular Wednesday night, and I'm just throwing burgers on the hot dogs in the right. grill, me and my wife, let's eat something before we go inside. And then it's like 8, 9 o'clock watching TV. All right, let me grab an ice cream sandwich. Like, at a barbecue yeah, with everybody around and a bunch of yeah. people, just, I'm not going to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or those Dixie cups. It's not, you know. Yeah. You just, you don't have uh, yeah, grilled chicken, I get. I mean, it is tempting, but I find more often than not, it's just lame and boring. I mean, that's what you want to do like a, when you want to do a healthy yeah. night again. Like it's a Wednesday yeah. night, you want to do something healthy. Yeah, you have to go out of your way to make grilled chicken actually tasty. Because mm-hmm. odds are using chicken breast and it dries out fairly quickly. Uh, whereas there's ribs and burgers and a lot of fatty tube meats that. Uh, Satisfy your palate. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going until the two meats until Peach really just pisses himself. Two meats down the gullet. <laughs> two meats down the gullet. Open wide, let it slide in. Every Add some day. onions and uh, some peppers. That's the name of the episode, by the way. Two meats down the gullet. Listen, there's nothing wrong with a little two meats. <laughs> Especially down the gullet. All right. Yeah, chicken and apple meat. sausage. Yeah. <laughs> We've never said I presents two meats down the gullet. Right. We say Hillshire, you say farms. <laughs> Go meats. Down the gullet. Here it is. Except that their new catchphrase is tubed meat. <laughs> well, what's your favorite tubed meat of choice if you had to pick only one? Ooh. Ooh. Hot Italian um, sausage. I would say hot Italian sausage for a hot Italian sausage pepper hero. Uh, that's a tough one to argue against, Jimmy. I no, think I'm on with you on that one. Yeah, um, that is a very hard one to beat. Uh, My runner-up is kielbasa. Um, I'm a fan of. Well, if we're, I mean, I'm doing. I don't know. I had a like, like I like cheddar brats. I think those are. Ah, uh, see. I, I, the thing is, like, I'm introducing a, different a variable, a very variable into the broth. Where brats are good and delicious on a bun with some mustard, cheddar brats, as it were, as like the hot Italian sausage, you know, the delicious tube meat on a bun. You can have it on by yourself. You have it with peppers and onions. You can make it, you know, enhance it. I don't know. In and of itself, I think the the hot version of the Italian meat tube. I'll tell you, my wife's vegetarian, but she likes a hot Italian sausage every now and then. Just ah. Great. <laughs> hey, what are you trying to say? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is kind of hard to beat. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, different andouille and chorizo. They, the, the whole, they, they Ooh, all have their good chorizo. Mm. Yeah. I'm just saying, but if we're, we're grilling it up or like at a festival, I don't know. See, like, I like a good andouille, but like, if I'm doing it myself, it's hot Italian sausage. Like, and I'm not making chorizo for people who've never eaten chorizo before. Right. Like, 
you know, it's one of those things where it's like if you've never eaten chorizo, you're not cooking chorizo for yeah. somebody. Like sausage and peppers is only done with hot dyeing toasters. I mean, just one of those things. Kielbasa, I think, is a bit more versatile, though, where you can have somebody try kielbasa because they'll look at it and be like, what's that like? And you'd, you'd be like, yeah, it's kind of like a bratwurst. But and then. But, but bratwurst is so much tastier. I mean, I, I don't deny that, but like, I still oh, like I mean, a nice kielbasa. I would prefer to eat kielbasa. Yeah, I mean, with, without going into the different varietals of German meat tubes, kind of hard. Oh, yes. Like a knotwurst, like a nice white meat sausage. Oh, vice versa. Yeah, C. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, tasty meat tubes going around. Uh, you but, can warm up your uh, sausage. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that a uh, good Italian meat tube, peppers and onions done right. Ooh. Yeah. It's a spot. I mean, you go down to San Gennaro Feast, get yourself a nice Italian meat tube on a bun, you're good to go. It's not on a bun, guy. It's on either A, a hoagie roll, or B, some nice Italian bread. You know what I mean. Some bread. <laughs> it ain't a bun. It's, it's a meat tube on some on some flour mixed with some yeast and some <laughs> other stuff. Peppers and onions. Peppers Maybe and some onions. tomato sauce. Which, uh, sorry, which? So where do you land? Yeah, speaking of which. I was about to bring that up as well. I don't like tomato sauce on my sausage and pepper. I prefer it to be without. Do you want just a, a dry peppers and onions on, on its meat tube, or do you prefer tomato sauce? I'm sans sauce. Bacon. Yeah, I don't like the sauce on it either. No. Just meat tube and, and some some veg. I think the, I think the moisture of the peppers and onions speaks for itself with the and meat. The, and the juiciness of the meat tube? Yes. Okay. I agree. I've done I, it both I, ways. Um, yeah, with just a slight uh, amount of it's not like saucy; it's just there. A hint of tomato. Uh, I, I just think it's too much. Like, as somebody who gets acid reflux from a lot of regular tomato sauce, um, I prefer it without. But like a nice vodka sauce, bit more inclined to be like, mm, yeah, I'll give it a go. But overall, I prefer. Like, and I, I'll eat pizza every day of the week, you know, covered in tomato sauce, but I'm not on my sausage and peppers. Right. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know if I ever had it with tomato sauce on it. Like it's always been. Every pizza place I've ever ordered it from has tomato sauce on it. And I just go, why? (laughs) Like, I'm like, why? But I understand why. I've I've done it as well. Um, It's, um. It's it's different, but like different. yeah, just an added saucy component. Or it, it's just enough to like okay, it's there, but not like it's like swimming. Yeah, like I would prefer like if we if you had like a toasted garlic bread and then do the peppers, onions, and sausage versus the the sauce. Yeah, so like usually like sometimes when I do it at home, I cut up the sausage to make it just easier to eat. Um, yeah, with whatever bun. Of course, you're better off cutting um, it off. Yeah. Uh, now, do you I split it down the middle, or do you cut it into a small circular? No, like small circles. Yeah. Like or, a or, or on a bias where it's, you know. Phallic meats. Yeah. Um, and throw a little sauce in there, um, and then, you know, just add a little extra. It's where it's not swimming. But, uh, yeah, I, I've done it both ways. But when I'm at, like, a festival, I guess, with some peppers, I expect zero sauce. I just want peppers, onions. Right, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know if I ever ordered it from a pizzeria. I kind of, yeah, I get it at the festival or 
make it at home. So I don't think I've ever had it with tomato sauce on it. So in, in theory, the, the juiciness of the meat tube and the peppers and onions should be enough moisture meat. Work, or the tube the meat to it's the it's the meat tube juices really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean once it comes out of you, yeah, I mean, once it comes out of that tube, I mean the squirts everywhere. I mean mm-hmm. I ain't having a party. <laughs> Tubed meats. <laughs> Tubed meats. That's right. Foodies Never Say Die presents Tubed Meats, non your adult. Whether it's kielbasa or the Italian meat tube, it's shooting at your throat. Hot and juicy. Uh, but, um, yeah, we, we are at the one hour, a little over the one hour mark here on our, on our Tubed Meat episode. <laughs> Um, we just wanted to recap, uh, you know, catch you up, guys, on what we're doing. Obviously, on our July Fourth holiday, it's been a while since uh, we connected, not outside of debates and you know video games and pop culture topics. Uh, it, was, it was fun to you know recap with obviously Jimmy Bags and the Drunk and Dumb and um, tube meats with, with, and tube meats because we all love tube meats. Um, you know, you never know. It could be a, another future episode of tube meats. You never know. Um, <laughs> The tubed meat special. <laughs> How many tubed meats can we eat? Yeah. Um, sounds like a fun holiday. Anyway, um, but let's let's go into final thoughts about tubed meats or whatever else you want to talk about. Um, it was fun to recap and re-catch up on all the fun stuff you've been doing over the holiday. Um, obviously, our, our followers have been waiting our return as far as the actual episode, not just a debate. But, you know, hey, it is what it is, time being what it is. Um, Jimmy Bag of Donuts, uh, your final thoughts on just whatever, and probably tube meats. <laughs> well, tube meats. Uh, first off, I'd like to say, um, if you ever get the opportunity to go to Lake George, I highly suggest that you do so. Thomas Jefferson himself once said that it's one of the most beautiful places he's ever seen, and is somewhere you have to go to at least once in your lifetime. So, you know, take that with, with that what you will. You know, some of you who might be a little too, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is at the moment, but uh, might feel that he's not worthy of your attention, and that's fine. But, you know, some of us are history buffs, and it is what it is. Go to Lake George at least once, if not twice. Third time's the charm. Beetlegeist, the bioexorcist. <laughs> However, back to tubed meats, hot Italian sausage. Get it, got it, love it. There you go, there you go. Um, well said. Uh, Drunken Thumb B, uh, always a pleasure uh, talking to you. Good, fu- had a good fun catching up. Um, it was it was a well well uh, fought debate. Um, during our hot dogs and hamburgers debate, which led into our Fourth uh, of July tubed meat episode, um, that just happened to fall into our laps. Uh, it was tubed good fucking, meats, uh, tubed meats. Um, catching up and talking to you. So, final thoughts, my good friend, on just the holiday, what you've been up to, and obviously tubed meats. Yeah, like well, we all love our tubed meats, apparently. And uh, if you're gonna have a tube meat, make it an Italian sausage. They're big, they're spicy, they're juicy. It's perfect. My wife will attest to that. Uh, and as for, I hope you all had a great 4th of July. Um, 
all my uh, the recipes that we did for our my Fourth of July barbecue are on the Drunken Thumbs Instagram page. You can see the recipes there, make them yourself, try them, taste them. Let us know what you think, which one's your favorites, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll do another uh, custom menu soon. And uh, yeah, more for you to try, more for you to taste, more for you to enjoy. So happy Fourth, hamburgers win, and Italian sausage for all. Amen. <laughs> Tube um, meats. Uh, um, yes, this is the one on Drungleberry. Um, just a recap on deliciously tubed meats. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, few and far between. Yes, there's, there's, I mean, there's a tubed meat out there that you think is better than the hot Italian sausage covered in peppers and onions. Please let us know. Put it in the comments. Um, Polish the, sausage. We will gladly, gladly debate. Uh, maybe there could be another drunken thumb war uh, where we have to defend your tube meat against, you know, the Italian sausage tube meat. I don't know. Um, so, sounds like a, a lot of fun. Uh, we we'll look forward to uh, what you have to say. That being said, uh, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, fun new segments and episodes that we have going on. Obviously, as we mentioned, uh, the drunken thumb wars. If you have not caught up um, on our past two episodes, uh, the first inaugural episode is John Candy versus Rick Moranis. Um, I go head to head with the Drunken Thumb himself um, to see who's the most underrated or under underappreciated uh, comedian, comic, movie star of, of uh, the eighties and early nineties, for that matter. Um, it's a fun episode. Um, you know, deep appreciation for both actors, and you know, please let us know. Um, who you feel is, is your favorite and who um, had the better argument that came out up on top. Um, after that comes the um, Oreos versus uh, Chips Ahoy, a, a heated debate uh, between myself and Jamie Bag of Donuts uh, about the cookie of America. Uh, I mean, we, we went at it, folks. Uh, there, is, there, there is no lie about it. Um, we were well into our beers and words were flying at a high volume rate. Uh, it's a fun episode. Definitely check that out. Let us know who you thought won, uh, what is your favorite cookie, and if you think there's a better cookie other than one that uh, we brought to the table. Um, and you would be wrong. Yeah, uh, you would definitely would be wrong. Uh, definitely look forward uh, look forward to the newest Drunken Thumb, where I go head-to-head once again with the Drunken Thumb versus hot dogs versus hamburgers. Um a well-fought debate, uh, uh, and you're, you're just going to have to listen and, and decide for yourself to see who won. Um, and let you know who who you think, again, had the better argument, who, what should have won, whether you like hot dogs or hamburgers better, or if there was a better barbecue staple that, you know, for some reason did not bring up. Uh, you know, you can check that out on Spotify, Anchor.fm. Um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, all the fun, all the fun uh, mediums that you listen to your podcast. We are there. We are listening. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure um, talking with obviously these two fine gentlemen. It's good to get back um, into the swing of things. We look forward uh, to your interaction as well. We're doing a lot more stuff. Um, so when we actually get to do a, a foodies episode, uh, whatever it may be, um, it's always fun. We randomly talk about two meats. Um, and now we have some some fun some other fun weirdness to talk about. Um, so if there's always something you want to talk, let us know. Uh, we'll be gladly rant and rave all about it. Please listen to all the the fun new segments that we have going on. Um, obviously, it is the summertime. Normally, we do have a break during the summertime. 
However, this is a, a new era. It is a new time with a brand new segment. So no more breaks for any of us. Um, we're going to put out um, as many segments, as many episodes as we can uh, moving forward. Uh, whether it's Foodies Never Say Die, whether it's Box of Dough, whether it's Talks with Bruce, or whether it's, you know, the Drunken Thumb Wars, uh, we're going to, you know, provide as much um, entertainment as possible, uh, giving uh, the time that is allowed, uh, you know, with work and, you know, life not intervening. Um, so we appreciate um, you listening, taking the time out to listen to us. And please definitely do, like we said before, please comment um, on anything that we do bring up, whether it's um, on our podcast or on our post. Um, we love to interact with our with our fans um, and our, you know, our listeners. And the more you do so, the more fun stuff we get to talk about on here on the podcast. Um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been great. Um, so look forward to some new stuff. Uh, Patreon uh, it still exists. We still have a Patreon. A few things. Work um, in progress. Are available. It is, it is a work in progress to care everything else. Um, we are five dudes on different five different schedules. Uh, so there is there is some 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 content um, on there. Uh, you know, to go to patreon.com slash foodies never say die. We are there. Uh, you can see us doing dumb shit. Uh, whether it's um, Nikki uh, all about the texture, drinking some Bud Light seltzers, or me and Jimmy Bags doing some food challenges and burning our assholes out. Uh, it's all fun, great stuff. There's a lot more to come. We're recording a lot more stuff. Um, put on the Patreon. Um, it's just you know, it's gonna it's gonna take a bit. Um, I know we have some fun stuff. I know Jimmy Bags got some, some pizza stuff that he wants to bring on. We got some more spicy food stuff that we're gonna. One bring bite, on. everybody knows the rules. Yep. Barstool so, Pizza. Look, 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 forward to all of that um obviously we're gonna, we're gonna post everything we do on social media so as soon as it gets available on patreon we definitely will let you know um so i appreciate you sticking with us um during you know the summertime or during our downtime we're gonna you know put as much as we can um look forward to everyone uh listening and commenting and these fine fellows uh soon enough we'll have the get all the gang back together um have grand old time but in the meantime look forward to box of joes and drunk and thumb wars because that's where the content is going to be at the current moment. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. Um, obviously, we have many beers before we go into those things, and it's just, you know, it's grand all the time. Um, so thank you once again for listening to Foodies Never Sit Down, sticking with us. Um, and until next time, folks, um, stay thirsty and, you know, get fucked up. Cheers, folks. Later. <laughs>